Yes, yes, this is. This is Get Valiant number 199. The big 199. Yes, it is big. Yes, it's 199. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing good tonight. How you doing tonight, Hoosier? I'm hanging in there, man. It's um, It's been busy. It's, um, we haven't been able to do this as much as we would like to lately, but uh, I'm doing well. Doing well. Yeah. Well, you know what? To be fair, though, like the books aren't coming out as often, so... Um, I think like even like this, you know, like the issue that we're gonna talk about later tonight, Harbinger. I think like there's some shipping delays with that one too, you know. So, yeah, we wish we could do this more, obviously, yeah. you know, and uh, we'll just see how that goes in the future going forward. But you know, at the same time, we don't have enough, we don't have enough content to talk about all the time, right? We gotta have more content, more stuff coming out. Um, we'll see what happens. So yeah. You know, uh, Eric's not with us, but we're hoping to make sure Eric gets with us for episode 200, which is the next show. The big 200, and holy crap, man. I can't believe it's coming up. Two bills, man, so yeah. it's going to be cool. So, <laughs> and Sean Hayes, what do I win? Well, next episode <laughs> at 200, we might have something for you to win, Sean. <laughs> so join us then. I'm um, just going to say no idea. I don't know what we're, we have in store yet. Um, but, man, I mean, if, if for anyone who's a longtime listener or viewer, Sean Hayes would rank as one of those for sure. Yep. Um. Man, how cool. But we'll get to that, you know. We'll we'll uh, blow each other when we get to that episode, you know. <laughs> we will figure it out. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, uh, and you're talking content. So I want to kind of jump into stuff that's content, right? Yeah. And um, see what we got here. Because there's some uh, future content stuff that's coming out in the form of a Kickstarter. Uh, Eternal Warrior Scorched Earth. So. Yeah. So, you know, original graphic novel OGN uh, from Valiant featuring some creators I'm not very familiar with honestly not at all um uh, let's see but the pages look good so far oh yeah I would just say like right. the art it, it looks um like it looks pretty damn good honestly right. like the art looks great um I wish I had the the name of the creators up in front of me uh Trace Dean Alberto Terracito, Rain Barreto, and uh, Tom Napoleon, Napolitano. Um, I'm not familiar with any of them. And that's okay, because you know what? When Valiant uh, came back in 2012, I wasn't really familiar with a lot of those guys either. And they they did some really good work, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to get too crazy about, like, oh, I don't know who any of these guys are. Like, what's going on with Valiant? Like, I kind of feel like that's kind of part of their game a little bit, you know? If you, going back, it's just like, you know what, people you don't know, but if they can tell a story that gets me interested in the character, if I'm going to be happy supporting this Kickstarter, I'm not going to care how well known they are. You know, like and like I, like we were just talking, like there's a, there's preview pages on the Kickstarter page, so you can get a look at what they look like, and it look the color work looks really really good. Yeah, and the line work looks fine. You know, yeah. and it, it it is interesting. You know it. These these guys are a little lesser known than what I you know with some of them like at least Dysart when you know Harbinger he had um, uh, Unknown Soldier right which I thought was pretty good book and then when Kit came he at least had Mind Management Lemire had Essex County you know so there are some but you know 
I'm just hoping for a good story, all right? A lot of these Kickstarters can be a lot unknown people that have great stories. Um, it is a self-contained story, which is kind of cool. Um, I think that that is something I'll be looking forward to, is just having, like, an in-and-out, you know. I know it's only, like, a 100-page graphic novel, which is, what, the equivalent to, what, about three issues of a book? Um, three, four, you maybe know. Maybe four. Depend yeah, depending on if there's extra fluff pages on the front or the back type of thing. So well, that's and where we'll see, what, we'll see what happens with it. But I'm, I'm interested to see it. It's a different approach, which... I guess I'm okay with uh, an attempt of a different approach. Yeah, I mean, like I know, like uh, like when people, whenever any publisher does a Kickstarter, people are just like, "Why? Like, why is a, a, a proven publisher doing these kind of things?" But the thing is, like, outside of Marvel and DC, I mean, you see a lot of the publishers doing these things right now, and I just think, like, I don't care when Boom does it, and Boom did one with Keanu Reeves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean. Tell me, you can't raise all that money. Or I mean, that's at least a creator you've heard of. Yeah, but I mean, like they did like, like the one with like the Power Rangers hardcovers, and that thing raised a ton of money. And I've seen that. I think Vault's done them. I think Source Point Press has done them. Mm -hmm. uh, Dark Horse does them for their games. Like Dark Horse, they're a pretty big deal, you know. I've seen yeah. some of the Image Founders do them. Like Mark Sylvester just did one for like, doing it. Yeah, so, but that's like internationals, and then uh, what was it? Tim Seeley did a republishing of um, Hackslash. Hackslash, and then um, what's uh, the guy who did Quantum and Woody? Uh, Ryan Brown. Yeah, did uh, God hates astronauts. First words and God hates astronauts. All ones that I backed to. Yeah, um, so I, I, I think it's cool. Yeah, I just I don't get too too worked up on it. you know. Like if Marvel and DC did it, I just think like, come on, why would you guys do it? You know. But here's but, the kicker. Here's the kicker. Their bonus, their 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 stretch goal awards were actually unique and original. True. And so True. far, all we have is a digital um, volume one twenty, whatever it was, twenty thirteen, Eternal Warrior. You know, I I I rarely ever get annoyed with like stretch goals because to me, it's always like, oh, you know what, you've raised this much money, you're giving us something cool. There, I can only think of like two times that I've been annoyed. One was with Cosmic Detective, which was last year, Matt Kent, and I think Lemire. Lemire, and... Uh, and, the, and I want to say like, the first stretch goal was like, Matt Kent gets a haircut. And I wanted to be like, get fucked, okay? Like, you're taking our crowdfunding money to do something <laughs> stupid? Like, it's stupid. I don't give a fuck right. who you are. I don't care. Go tell them I said right. I don't give a shit. So, like, it's just dumb. Don't do dumb things, you know? So, like, on this one... And I say this as a person who's, who's been back in Valiant since 2012. When they came back, I've been a fan for a long time. You do a humble bundle. I've supported it. I've done the groupies bundles. I've bought books on all these various comicology sales. Getting something that's not really unique to this that I've probably already bought from you is a huge bummer. Right. You know? And that's just my opinion. Look, I I like to be honest. You know? I so have it with you. So. Yeah. It's not a rare one. I mean, but to Kent and Lemire's defense, that was just the first stretch goal. And oh, yeah. After that, they – and this is one thing that I have an issue with this – is then the next stretch goal, they actually raised the size to make it oversized. That's right. Which, which was really cool, right? So there was something you got. Like, okay, we got more than we can. We can't upgrade the quality. So the quality of this one is about, what, an inch shorter and half an inch um, thinner – as far as the the graphic novels or the 
the deluxe edition. The deluxe editions I have in the background here. So they're not going to match what's on the shelf there, which kind of sucks. I, I At least the height, I want the same because I want to make them look good on the shelf. That's, you know, it's kind of nice when you oh, have man. You know what? And, and the thing beautiful. is, you're not alone on that because collector OCD is so huge, man. Like when you look at your bookshelf, and I mean, even mine are really disorganized, mm -hmm. uh, but I got hundreds of books, you know? And I look at some of the things like, my invincible hardcovers. They look they look pretty nice together. Oh, One of them has like a different pink, color. Of invincible. Pink invincible. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Drives me crazy. Yeah. But I can look past it because almost everything else is the same. But when you get like a bunch of DC books, like if you buy like the Green Lantern omnibuses, you know, they all have different DC logos. Mm -hmm. Or like some books have like a vertigo label and then they also have a black. Black what label. was it? There's an Amazing Spider-Man that has three big Amazing Spider-Man logos, and then volume like four is like tiny. <laughs> it's like that's an unknown one. I see memes of it all the time. And guess what? Yeah. Collectors hate that shit. Anyone listening? People hate that stuff. No, there's no fan out there who's like, I love that my bookshelves, my books don't match. Nobody I, thinks like that. I think somebody actually went out and created a Invincible Volume Eight um, dust jacket to make it match. I th I yeah. believe there is somewhere where you can buy somebody else's like pre-made dust jacket to keep it uniform. And I want to say even now Marvel came back and was like, "Here, we'll just send. We're sending out like replacement dust jackets for people who really like have to yeah. have it." So look, I mean, that's the complaints, man. I mean, yeah. and look, man, it's it's even if you look at the Kickstarter, it's like thirty-five dollars for like the standard cover, and then the next thing is like thirty dollars more for like the the variant cover with the gold logo. You know, because we all like the gold logos. And from what I'm gathering, that's the only thing that's truly going to be Kickstarter exclusive is that gold one. From my understanding is the other ones may be produced for the stores down the way. I hope to, you know, I know every once in a while, Valiant may listen to this, and I'd love to be corrected on that to get a little bit of clarity. Um, will these be unique Kickstarter ones, even the non-gold variant ones? Um, or are these books going to be sold in stores just the way we're buying them on Kickstarter unless you get that gold variant? Yeah, because it's like, you know, I could just save my money. <laughs> but right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I, You know what? There was a, one thing I did like about this was there's there was a lot of stuff I could add on to my uh, contribution. So, like, I was like, I want the pin. I want the patch. Yep. I might go back later and uh, do the, the book plate with the signatures. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I, I back I, this is the 49th Kickstarter I've backed. And so like I've done a lot of these. And as far as like stretch goals and things like that, um, it's kind of lacking. I'm just gonna say for a big publisher. Yeah, and even what five bucks to add the bookmark, right? Like that should be a stretch goal. Like to I get a just be like thrown in. I get those right. things. I mean, like I've got bookmarks for yeah. so many books, and they didn't say, hey man, it's five bucks for this bookmark. Right. You know, like, like here's just a that's an add-on, an extra five bucks for a bookmark, which to me sometimes like, come on, guys, let's there are some things when it comes to this, throw in, you know, cause it's they're getting the retail of it, right? Versus having yeah. the comic book store get the retail oh. of it, versus having Diamond get their hand in it, versus having, you know, DCBS getting their whatever, you know. Yeah. It's just yeah, give some kickback. Yeah. And I blame you a little bit for this one, but like um white ash. You know, I met mm -hmm. Charlie Stickney through you doing an interview for him, and yeah. I've supported all of his Kickstarters, and you get, like, a bag of stuff. I mean, oh God, yeah. but I've got so many bookmarks from that. I'm just like, oh, I didn't pay for any of these. Like, I don't know. 
But you know what? I will say this. I mean, like, I, 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 oh, I feel weird. like it's always important to to bitch about anything that I can because I don't want to be like that big of a homer because I'm that big of a homer. I really am. I don't even know what this one's called, but I actually just got a Kickstarter in the mail um, about like the the chick um, western. What one? Oh, I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it's called because sometimes I just back Kickstarters and forget what they are. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dang it. I feel bad that I don't even remember what it is. But, like, here's a full bag of a bunch of cards, a bunch of stickers, um, like a little book, something else that looks pretty awesome in the background. All of just, like, you know, because this one did, like, 100000 I believe, on Kickstarter. Um, wow. Yeah, it, it kicked ass, but it threw in so much stuff. And actually on the edge, you can see, like, I don't know if you can see the inside, but they actually, like, gloss the, like, edges of the pages. Oh, so that was like another thing they did. It's I don't know. Looks pretty awesome. I I don't even know what it's called. I could look it up, but um, <laughs> like I liked that. That I mean, it, it was it's cool. It's like it gets more of that stuff out there. It's but like to give us a to give us a digital of a book that most of us have already read. I know that there's some people that may just just get into Eternal Oil at the beginning, um, but then there's us that have been there, you know, for a long time. That I hope that uh you know there would be some other stuff so yeah, but you know I mean like they got me they got my money yeah you know Thank so you. um I'm looking forward to this when it comes out it'll it'll ship sometime next year probably late probably about this time next year um and I I mean it, you know it's cool it looks like a fun story you know yeah um I would just say if you're gonna do this again Valiant let's do a little better on the stretch goals you know like. Even, I mean, even if it's like, it's all, I mean, like it's all bonus for like people who collect. Dude, at the same just, time, like, here's an idea: print some fan art Friday art. I'm sure fans would be a, cool about that. Have something that came out on fan art Friday, and then give us an eight by ten of that. Maybe you know, just an idea. Um, yeah, that book was called "The Few and the Cursed." The Few and the Cursed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've done one like the Space Bastard ones with uh, Derek, Derek Robinson. Robinson. Oh, yeah. I did that. Um, I've done quite a bit lately and the mono, like a couple of the, a couple of those have come out, but yeah, I, I, I dug some of the, the added, it's just fun to have that. Right. And so, you know, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm just going to throw this one out there for Valiant. I, I just got one of these. I think I just got one of these with the, um, the Glarian of white ash Kickstarter that they just did. Oh yeah. They gave me a coin, like a white ash coin. Cool. Like, and it's like, that would be cool. I'd love that. Um, Valiant should, should do something like that, you know, like not like the rye coins that came in the pine capsule toolbox, but like a nice like. And you know what? Something like that, even if it is just a bonus, might get somebody to buy this book that wouldn't otherwise. If it's just like this Kickstarter exclusive like bonus coin, right? And it might cause people to buy more add-ons and in increase the bank if it's something yeah. that's more exclusive as far as a uh, as a stretch goal. So. Yeah, I, I have like a bag of those things like from different books and things like that. I have a friend who has a Grendel coin. There's only like 25 of them ever made. And uh, he's got a lot. He's got, I mean, he's just like everything Grendel. So it's like he had to have it. You know, it was very yeah. expensive. <laughs> but to me, I'm like, I always think about like those kind of like little trinkets. And it's like, I love those. You know, like, I love just like looking at that stuff and yeah, having it. I've got like hero and initiative challenge coins and things like that. So I don't know. Yeah. 
actually it's not on that. I'm not. I'm not trying to be all negative. You know. Wait, why are you being so negative? Because like, it makes me think I actually got something right here too. I think. Um, I'll have to go through my. Oh, there it is. Actually, cool. Exactly what I was looking at. So I did this one. They gave us a bunch of stuff with this one. Monolith with a magnetic and a cool print. Oh, is that who it. you always tell me, tell me that I should buy more books from? Yeah, it, they're they're uh, translated books. So they're, um, yeah, there's some French graph novels. So they're like European. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, I remember a conversation from Emerald City where I was like, I, I, I expressed how much I loved like, the old Euro books because they don't, they're not tr traditional in size. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, a lot of shops like will hate carrying them because they're just like, I don't have anywhere to put these things. You know, if they don't fit like within the space that we have, we don't like carrying them. But I used to have a ton of those books, man. Yeah. And, they're easy, and they were, and when I ever, whenever I need to sell books off, like I do sell them sometimes when I don't really like them, um, those books sell. People buy them like crazy because, uh, you know what? I didn't start reading them, reading these till COVID. Because really? I, I was I had an itch to buy books. I had an itch for stories. And so uh, Ronnie Barron, um, who was on Valiant Central, he introduced me to this publisher. But yeah, like look at this, like this coin that they gave you. Uh, it was one of their it's pretty cool. Oh and, yeah. It's like a legit, you know, it's pretty cool. They do that with all of their Kickstarters. Um, so that's what's producing their books. So I, I love the way they do that, but yeah. I, and like I say this because I, I would the two things I hope is some exclusive stuff, right? Or not five dollars for a bookmark, um, and, and the books to match the size of the other books. Yeah. So, me, but, I just like Valiant Swag. <laughs> so it's like for me, it's like I want so many people to like support this thing because I just want to get as much like shit you know as I can you know yeah. um, that I don't already have. Yeah. You know, I'm actually but, looking uh, to like lower down all my swag. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know what I have on the back end. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm always interested. But I, I say this, I'm happy they're trying something different. You know, I think it's good. I think yep. I, I, I'm, I'm game for that. Um, it's a positive. So I'm happy they're doing, I'm happy they're doing it like this. Yeah. And, um, and, and just so people know, I mean, they met their goal day one, 12 hours yeah. in, they've got 32, 362 backers currently. They're just a hair under like 45,000. Yeah, exactly. Days, so I mean, 44. like, they're close. 20 yeah. days to go. Yeah. So, but you know. as in Sean says, though, the sad thing is just the wait, right? So it's just yeah. a long wait to get it. We're going to get it till the late next year. Um, you know, one last thing about Kickstarters. I backed a game, like a D&D &D game earlier this year, like very early in the year. And they were like, oh, you know, you'll probably get it before Christmas, you know, which I was like, that's awesome. That's like a family gift, you know. And I spent a lot of money to buy a lot of the extra, like, add-ons that would go with it. And because of all the shipping problems, I'm probably not going to even get it this year, which I was like, oh, that sucks, you know? But yeah. I don't know. You know what? The waiting part sucks with anything. I actually find it a little bit easier as an adult, though, because I, I just buy more stuff. So, it, it, it's bad because I hey, buy Sean, more stuff. Quit your bitching. Go buy some more stuff. Uh, and then and wait longer on that other stuff. Then you won't even care. You'll just be like, I got more stuff coming. Just get a big backlog of stuff, and then you start getting surprised when something actually shows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like I, I'll get that every once in a while. Like I'll have to make sure I go into like backer kit just to make sure I have verified my address from time to time because Kickstarter is the worst for that because you're you buy blindly sometimes and it's like, oh I forgot. <laughs> okay. 
So all good. Yeah, dude. So Kickstarter, something new, Eternal Warrior, Scorched Earth. Make sure you, uh, yeah. There's some, there's some, there's some stretch goals that haven't really been described there. So hopefully some of that is a little bit more. It looks awesome. I just want to say though, looks looks like a good book. I'm signed up. So yeah. So you know the big reason we do this episode is because we got a a brand new book that came out. Oh, I thought new series. Talk a little bit about like AEW Full Gear coming out. I I don't I don't get to watch it. Okay. You know, I I got asked about going to see the pay per view this weekend, so I might go do that. Cool. Um, but I haven't. I you know I never get to watch it live. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't have cable, so I just have to like. What's live TV? Yeah. Don't even know what that is besides football. So. Yeah. Yep. Well, you said it. Um, should we do something that we do when that happens? Yep. All right. It's spoiler. It's a spoiler. And Josh has something to show. So Harbinger yeah. One. Harbinger One is out. Look at that pretty uh pre-order cover you got there. It was not easy to get. <laughs> not easy to get, but uh Pete Stancheck is back. Uh, it's a book written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lanzig. Uh, Robbie Rodriguez doing art, Rico Renzi doing colors, and his son, Osami Alo. Sorry if I mispronounced that, is doing the letters. Um, dude, uh, so far, so far, uh, interesting all the way book. Um, they got Heather Antos and Lisa Hawkins as senior editors on this. So yeah. it's like Lisa kind of, kind of came in after Heather left and Audrey Meeker is the assistant editor. Um, yep. No yeah. longer an intern. She got hired on. Yep. You know, I remember, I want to say the year that I met you at Emerald city comic-con. Um, I asked the question at the panel. I was like, when are we going to see the renegades again? You know, because Valiant was kind of in a weird spot. Um, you know, Dinesh was gone. So it was Robert Myers who had to kind of handle the the brunt of it, you know. And he was just like, you know, when we get like that that right pitch, you know, and that right thing that happens. And then I want to say maybe even the next year after that, you know, like the first thing I asked Robert when I saw him was like, where are the, where are the Renegades? Where am I going to see something with Harbinger? And he was just kind of like, the answer he gave me was, if I remember correctly, it was like, we have to do it right. The second time he's just like, he's like, we, ha- we can't, we can't fumble this one. You know, because mm-hmm. it, it just means a lot to the fans. You have a run like Josh Dysart's that's going to be highly remembered. I think we had so, this on our show, so go check one of our Robert Myers interviews. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's just like it's really it, – this was a book that – I mean, Robert's not – he's no longer with Valiant. He's moved on to Oni. So he's got no no you know, fingerprint on this book. You know, but still – um, I, I, I thought about that when, when I went and picked this up, I was like, oh yeah, I remember how much it like, you know, they had to make it work, you know? So we'll discuss this book, you know, we'll see, you know, I'll give you my answer, but I think it worked. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't the first time we met. Cause we met long before that when Dinesh was still there. Um, did we meet when Dinesh was there? Yeah. Or did, we, sure. meet, yeah, or did we, we meet the year that he was done? No, we, we were there before that. So oh. yeah, we were there before that. And back when I used to be able to travel. That was that was back with A and A um was coming out because they were announcing um the uh or it might even have been after that. They were announcing the uh the 
Harbinger number five or six, whatever, where the Gen Zero gets killed. So. Oh yeah, that was the year I met you. I apologize, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I mean, I've had a couple chances to ask him about it, and Robert, and it's just like, you know, got to get it right. We're not messing that up. Or at the very least, you know, you got to make it so it comes off as something pretty original. You right. know, you. I mean. We all, I'm, I mean, maybe not everybody does, but I mean, like a lot of us have a, a pretty strong feeling where Harbinger went, you know, when Josh Dysart wrote it. So, and I know that a lot of people, I feel like I'm not wrong on this one. A lot of people didn't really like what Rayford Roberts was trying to set up, you know, with the book when he had his chance. So, you know, 2021, the end of 2021, here we are with Harbinger one and, uh, you know, this one kind of starts in a weird spot, you know, like we get Pete just kind of waking up and he knows who he is, but that's really all that he knows, you know, and he recognizes, you know, the, the, the symbol of Harbinger, you know, the, of the Harbinger corporation, but you know, um, you know, this book is, it's kind of a, uh, unorthodox start, I would say, you know, because I feel like a lot of books would take a long time to, kind of like flesh this out a little bit more you know like this one i feel like it it doesn't quite read for the new reader totally like i feel like you probably gotta do a little bit a tiny bit of homework yeah well i thought that this book was really trying to give a little bit of a setup for uh the existing reader and also a little bit of a summary to kind of allow for a new reader because it, it does jump in, right? It, it jump in like, hey, it was all a dream. Explain what happened. And, you know, it. I don't know. I, I don't I guess I don't remember Pete, Pete flying as much as he used to in the first one. So there's some things that are changing, even though he was in space at, in the Harbinger Renegade um, book. Well, but, and the, but to be fair to him on that, I think like if you like if you read a lot of like um, Dysart's Imperium and, and even his Harbinger, yeah. Parada flies all over the place, right? You know, so and I think we joked about this too with the issue where it's like, oh man, like now Pizza Flyer too, you know, like I think he could, right? But yeah, it was kind of it was just funny though. Where it's like, oh man, that's, you, I feel like Harada never traveled anywhere else; he could fly there. <laughs> yeah and so pete wakes up and he's you know what does it go it goes to this like psyot land you know he's like the fugitive number one the most wanted person around and he goes to like a, a psyot safe harbor and um meets in chicago like a, it's like a, a part of chicago like a yeah. neighborhood or something like that it's like psyot town and he he meets uh basically uh an advocate who's it, it was kind of interesting so she's a psyot but i don't think she's activated because she talks about, you know, people are activated uh, by two ways, you know, either by the Harbinger Foundation or by you. And so it's like, okay. And she doesn't explain that how, if, how, or if she was ever activated, it just may means that she was, I don't on, think the she was. was on Axe's list then of Harbinger Psyots. And she just hasn't, she's a, a latent Psyot, hasn't been activated then. Um, but that was kind of interesting with that. And then they run into like a group. And so the group I thought was interesting because their name is called the warning. Right. Yeah. And when you actually look up the definition of a harbinger, a harbinger is a person or thing that announces or signals the approach of another. So basically giving a warning. Yeah. Right. 
And so it's kind of like the warning warnings. So yeah. the Arbinger, the warnings, like kind and, of and, right and that the whole and their whole appearance is super vague because you you just see them in shadow. We don't know anything about them. They're a team of five superheroes. They're they're Chicago's superheroes, but we don't see anything about them to really get any kind of knowledge off of them yet. Yeah. I w- I would say though, you know, just kind of speaking of opinion, it, I was intrigued by the book. I I you know, I know myself and I think you and I have talked about this is I have to kind of slow myself down on an issue number one because I think I get too amped, too pumped right away sometimes, and I kind of maybe overscore it or just too excited about it. But I have to say, like, I appreciated this. I think it was a a good start. Um, But it's just, you know, 20 pages of what hopefully is going to be a little bit longer of a run to really get a good Pete redemption story, which I think is good to have a good Pete redemption story. It was something that was needed because, you know, the fall of Harbinger, we know Pete like takes over the Harbinger foundation and he is the, the great Syot, right. Instead of the great destroyer. And I, I, I think that's something that is I've wanted to see within Pete's character a lot. Um, and then I've also liked, you know, Somebody who has done, you know, unspeakable things, which suck, but hopefully somebody who could redeem themselves and change their life and turn it around for good. So, yeah, you know, and, and that's kind of been like, I think what's be, what Pete's path has really been, you know, like it's it's all been about redemption. I think he's always he's acknowledged like the things he's done that, are, that have been wrong. I like that. I really like that, you know, and uh, I don't know if you could even do this. I don't even know if you could do Pete again. Like you couldn't relaunch a book and be like, hey, there's this guy who did what Pete did. I think you'd have a huge backlash. So it's probably good that that thing, those things happened back in 2012. World is just can't handle it now. But yeah, you know, I think like for me, yeah, I I think this point. Yeah. Um, it, it it I think it did balance it a little bit. Like I still I feel like if you were a new reader, you'd be a little bit like, well, I gotta do like a, just a tiny bit of like homework on the universe, and you'd love it if you did, because yeah. I mean, you know, and I think there's nothing wrong with that too. Yeah, I think if oh, you can yeah. get somebody's intrigue, you can gather somebody's attention, even if you don't freaking hold their hand and spoon feed them. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like yeah. give them some ability of intelligence and to to go back and learn that, right? I yeah. you know. Well, I mean, I, like when yeah. we were kids, and I'm sure this. I mean, we're not. I'm not like super older than you, but like I'm sure, like even when you were like young and got into comics, you couldn't just pick something up and be like, okay, I know everything that happened before this issue. I've never read this book before, you know. And uh, I mean, like when I was a kid, if you picked up anything, it was just like you just got thrown right in. There was no summary page. You could maybe pick up something from like the letter column at the back of the book. Right. So it took a long time. You know, it take like five or six issues sometimes just to kind of understand like where the things were going in the book or in the title, you know. And, so, and even though it seems like everybody redoes or retells Bruce Wayne's, you know, the dark alley just outside the Monarch Theater, they don't always do that. Right. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't always happen to talk about the death of, you know, Bruce Wayne's family outside the Monarch Theater. Even though it seems like it sometimes, it's still not. And so, yeah. So, yeah, you do pick it up and you learn it. Yeah, so, I, so like, as far as the, re- the writing goes on this, I, I was happy about it, too. You know, like, I think sometimes I 
expect every number one to just knock my socks off. And uh, Harbinger Renegades, like I think that number one back then was a great number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really impressed with it. It just went downhill though from there. But yeah, got so pumped this, up with Fuego and activating people and having their heads blow up. It's like it was like in space, like meditating. And it's they like, tried moving that too fast. That should have been its own yeah. arc in its own. Yeah. So like to me, um, with this one, I was a little bit more guarded with it, you know. And and I've read the issue probably like three or four times. And honestly, I I, I like it. I like it quite a bit. You know, it's not perfect. And I probably wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't score as high as I would have done uh, Renegades 1, actually. Right. But there's a lot that I like about this. And one of the main things I really like about this is that they can build off of what happened prior. It doesn't have to be exactly Dice Heart's voice doing the story. Um, And they also, it also felt like, they gave the people who are writing this book some creative freedom to kind of push the story where they want to go with it, you know, mm-hmm. because look, man, like Dice Hearts run happened, but if you're, you're either going to be a fan of him or you can be a fan of the characters or you can be both, you know? And to me, it's like, I like what he did, but I like these characters. I want to see these characters do things that I like. I want to enjoy the stories that come forward. And if you're just like hung up on like, you know, like, oh, I can never like these characters again because it's not Dysart. I just feel like you're just letting yourself down. Like, this is a good first issue. Not perfect. But, uh, you know, there was a quote in the very, very back where they interviewed um, Jackson Landing, Lansing and uh, Colin Kelly where they referred to Pete as like a, a punk rock Akira. Yeah. And I really like what that sounds like. You know, like to me, like, yeah, that's a, that's something cool. You know, like I would go with that. And then even like, I was kind of reminded of that. Cause like, it does kind of have like a little bit of a punk vibe to it. Um, mm-hmm. The book's very stylish, I think on the art. We'll get to that in a second. But like when Pete sets Cece's arm near the end of the issue, like he just snaps it back into place. Um, That was like, it kind of just did remind me of like something where like, it's just like this omnipotent character. Uh, being, Like you can't do that. And he does it. You know, mm-hmm. and it, so uh, if, if this is going to be like the punk rock Akira, I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I really like this approach where it's coming from. It's allowing for, you know, new characters to be welcomed into it. Um, you know, where we, we get to see some little imagery of the other Psyots, of the other, other renegades. Um, but ultimately, like, I think it's a good place and it's a good place to allow Pete to, Pete to breathe and be Pete. I, I think that's, that's kind of, I'm fine with it just being the harbinger, right? Just being a Pete book. Um, I think that's a good place to be. I, I, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, we, we don't see him in a costume at all, but right. reading the story, like, I mean, like if he's going to end up in like a, this costume from that we keep seeing like the images of, it makes sense. Cause he's like the most wanted person he's got to have some kind of like i guess pr- uh private persona yeah no that that makes sense i mean what we say about the costume is one thing but i mean you know it's a private persona with the big old harbinger bird on it so i'm pretty sure they figure out it's him yeah but, <laughs> but it's kind Still, of like but, but, you know, but, he can always, but he can always work on his secret identity you know at some point you know and like change yeah. that look you know so i mean People can focus on what this costume is going to represent, but then at the same time, he can work on changing the appearance of what's underneath it. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. did you think of the art? Dude, I actually, it took a little while to warm up to, but after I did warm up to it, I actually really liked it. Um, I, I think it was, it was a, a fun story to be told, right? But when you look at, uh, what is it, Rinzi, the colors, I, I was actually, I was pretty uh, impressed by the way the colors looked in this book. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, I thought the art was fun. It was entertaining. It was punk rock um, with uh, with some bright colors, right? Some, um, it did play that out quite a bit. So, yeah, art by uh, Spider Gwen co-creator uh, Robbie Rodriguez. I, I liked what his art looked like. I, I thought this had a little bit of pop to it. Yeah. You know, not and it's not necessarily like a style that I like, but I do think like for what they're trying to go with on this book, um, I kind of dig it. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I could it be better? It, I mean, yeah, there's things that could be better about it. You know, I mean, everything could be better, right? But I, I think though, like with what they're going with on this one, this first issue, um, it'd be cool to know where the other renegades are. But I mean, this is issue one. Um, you know, and we didn't really see Pete let loose on anything other than like him flying out of this the building and and setting an arm. You know, but I'm you know what like I hope that the next issue can do what you know the second issue of Renegades didn't do, which is keep me like really excited for this. You know, because I like Pete. You know, Pete's got so many flaws, and I think that's what makes him such an intriguing character in the Valiant Universe, you know? Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know if Pete ever fits in with, like, the world outside your window, per se. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like if my friend did some of those things, I'd be like, get out of my face. You're not my friend anymore. But, like, but he exists, okay? And so, like, instead of just, um, you know, he's a character who, like, he gets to pay for his mistake, you know? And that's what's interesting, you know? And uh, just I just hope that the next issue builds upon this in the proper way. Don't don't let me down. Pete's got so much ability. He's got so much firepower. This is a kid that goes up against Toyo Harada. Okay, he can hold his own against Toyo Harada. You can't have him just have five like marks that are like superheroes. Just whoop his ass is what I'm gonna say. You know, maybe they maybe they stun him for a minute, but I'm just saying like. He's the Omega. There's only three of them out there. Supposedly. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that statement, right? I mean, I know that there'd be time where he's foolish and he's trying to learn and he's out strategized would be the thing you would have to do. But don't make him out powered. Don't yeah. make him, you know, unless it's something with Harada pulling strings in the background, which would be cool. Or unless it's something with Divinity, you know what I mean? But really, it's... You, There's you not many let, people are there. They're gonna manhandle him. You could have you could have Colin King come in and out strategize him, which is cool. Um, you know, even EXO would come in and out strategize him and somewhat use, you know, EXO armor. But it's it's gonna be, you know, even Solomon with what Solomon knows and and that power of that makes sense to have Solomon come back and be something, yeah. pulling strengths. Um, well, you know what though, Stormbringer in the day. Yeah, but I think that brings up another interesting thing, too, where, like, in the long list of, like, forgotten threads of Valiant, probably not going to see Sal Solomon, probably not going to see the Stormbringer. <laughs> so those guys, they're in the Harbinger book sometime in the future, if ever again. Rafer said he still has a Stormbringer story, so I would love to see it. 
but it's like you know like but and i mean and the thing is like i've always heard like a little bit of like some rumblings of like some like editorial interference with a lot of the like the stuff that he did on harbinger yeah who knows because i i do feel like his a and a is great like his a and a is very fun much like how i feel like um colin kelly and jackson lansing um successfully um follow what dice did i feel like rafer did the same thing with van lente's a right well and, but you gotta think Rafer already game, was on harbinger but we didn't like, feel like it was the same thing yeah so and, and and i do hope it's this you know be better all the way around um i actually tried making out who all these people were that were yelling at him clearly torque on the left one of them's got to be faith um, and I couldn't make out the others really like that. That was part of the art that was kind of, you know, disappointing when you're clearly trying to make out characters of the renegades and you can't necessarily point which one's which besides yeah. Torque. <laughs> yeah. Torque has a hat. Everybody else has like similar hairstyles. I mean, the yeah, one with the glasses could maybe be Chris, but. Or I think in the one that was right by his, above his hand could be Chris too. Um, the one by his red fist is, I think, Faith. But yeah, it's kind of like th- that. I think that part was a little disappointing to be able to not be able to clearly decipher who some of the main characters are. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we could get up to score this one up. I think you know uh, where I was at is I thought the story was well. I thought the story was a good start, and I think the art and the colors were right there on point. Um, I, I think I'm going to be giving this, you know, right now, a three, seven, five is where I'm going to be sitting for this book oh. to get started, man. You know, like I normally would give like a number one, a five, unless it was like, um, the last episode metal war number one, which I was like, I feel like I was in the same boat with that one. I was like, I really just got to see what happens with the next issue, you know, to, to know what I'm going to feel about it. And I think I've let my, my feelings known on that book. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought I thought this was pretty good. I I like where they're going with it. Um, you know the fact that we got introduced to some side characters, we get a glimpse of the, some villains or the, their heroes. But you know they're going to be Pete's villain. Um, I think the art's really stylish. It's the colors pop on it really well. I'm actually going to go a bit higher. I'm going to go to four point two five. Like I said, a lot of these number ones I feel like are like a five. I mean, there's just something about them, but. This one, I I mean, I read it a lot. I like it. Um, but I really hope, I mean, please continue on. Because I think a lot like with Shadow Man, Shadow Man kept having these weird runs. And the current run that Bun's doing didn't have these limitations when he first started. They, they got the character in a great place, and he could just take off from there. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's where we can get Harbinger at with this series. Even after, maybe if the sales are good, and they can keep... And if the sales are good, they don't have to have this just be a, a mini series, you know? Right. We can get more than that. And and then from there, we don't have to sit there and be like, okay, someone needs to fix the character. Just fix them now. Hopefully they are doing that. And I think I think after the first issue, I, I like where they're going with it. Yeah. I, I do think that the story could be a really good Harbinger story. It could be a really good redemption story. Um, you know, I still think three seven five is a good score. Is a good score. It's not a lousy score by any means. Um, and hope hopefully, uh, yeah, they make good of it, and we get to see some fun things. I don't know the longevity plan of this book. 
Um, yeah, like Scott's saying online, he'd like to see 12 issues. I'm hoping that we at least get two full arcs, maybe more. But um, if we can get two full arcs out of this, that'd be great to uh, to kind of see where 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 we go with uh, Pete Stanchek. Even if it's one arc, as long as it leaves him in a good spot for the next person to pick up the puzzle pieces and uh, really have uh, some tools and pieces to play with. Sorry, I was typing something. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I you know, the nice thing is, like, I do feel like, with the exception of EXO, things are really starting to go, like, the, I think the, the quality is getting back, you know, of, yeah. of the story. So just, just got to get more books. <laughs> I think, I think, like, yeah. Valiant knows what they're doing right now. I think things are, are you know, they're, they're going up. We just gotta get back to a little more titles going on, just so that people know that there's that still around. Because it sometimes does feel like you have conversations online with people who are like, "Are they still putting out books?" Yeah, there, there might only be two, but yeah, get a few more out. Yeah, there's 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 a lot to come back to and kind of get back in, and it's still a a good place to start. Hopefully, with the uh, images we had a couple weeks ago where we were looking at the Valiant 2022 uh, like um, universe picture that was put, published, I, uh, I think there's a lot to, to eventually be done within this. I think there's a lot of places that can be done to where it can go. Um, but I do think a lot of us that are reading these books are wanting more than two a month. Still, I know that's something we've been saying this whole year, and um, it's it's true. We're we we're reading wanting to. I think you know, looking at our Kickstarter's books that we were just talking about, uh, that that's something that shows that there's a desire, there's a need, there's a want, um, and um, yeah, bring it on over. So yeah. Hey, last thing, uh, the metal cover for Harmony oh. One is beautiful <laughs> yes very nice stuff yes thank you valiant for that i think those are awesome see my name yeah. on display with the light up there uh first middle cover dig it it's uh it was uh those are those are good i uh appreciated it so yeah I, I think there was some great covers when you looked at the covers that we were showing earlier obviously my favorite one has to be has to be that miko in vegas cover is just phenomenal. Yeah, the the homage to the original Harbinger One. Yeah, I like the. Um, you like this one? No, I. Okay, I'm gonna just say it. I I don't like that one at all. It, the art's good. It just looks weird, and to me, it's just like that's not what you're getting out of this first issue. Um, sure. I'm not gonna harp on like my various complaints of like covers that don't match the interior storylines. <laughs> it happens all the time. Valiant yeah. does a lot of pinup art, um, and, and sometimes it's good. Like now that we're talking about it, Harbinger Renegade had that cover where they're all at the taco truck, and it just drives me nuts. It's like the stupidest cover. No offense to the artist, but they're not at a taco truck ever in the book. They're not eating tacos. They're just getting killed or something like that, you know, or you know, yeah, that Miko art's great. Um, yeah. I was going to say the one that Bob Layton's cover, I like it a lot too. The one that's an homage to an old Iron Man cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I had that one up here, didn't I? I want to say it's like issue 125 of Iron Man. 
Yeah. But you know, and and like we've been saying with the last couple episodes, the covers have been great again, man. Like some of the covers were kind of slipping for a bit. They look mm-hmm. all of them in this first issue look good, except for that one with like like the Days of Our Lives cover of like them cuddling. <laughs> no cuddling in my comic books. Yeah, yeah. This one, this I I, I do like some of these old ones that are you know kind of throwing back, but some good looking covers again. Um, not. I still I, I, I like them that relate. I like the yeah. ones that relate to the actual stories that are telling yeah. some interesting stories. And I know a lot of times right now, I feel like a lot of the stories and the plots are held under wraps a lot to try to not get, you know, spoilers out there. And that's why they're not relating to the stories mm-hmm. because too many times they would release the script and things would get shared and things would get spoiled. And I, I think that happened to it. So people that are doing that, quit spoiling the stories uh, so we could get those covers that match up. But then again, you looked at, it was what bloodshot. I forget what issue it was, but it was like a 2017 Brent people's image. So like they used an old drawing with like an old date, even on the signature as one of the covers last year. Yep. So it's. I want to say there was like a. I want to say that Bob Layton came out and was like, I got like a, a bloodshot cover that like no one's even used. And it's like, oh, how do you not use that stuff? And I mean, like, I'm I'm such an old head for like the old uh, Valiant work. I love the old logo even on that Harbinger cover that he did. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, the black and white looks awesome. I I, I think he's just such an awesome artist. Uh, I've always appreciated his work. Um, but it's like, how do you not use that? Like he had like a a Rising Spirits cover that was badass. For some like little rinky-dink convention, even. Yeah, the color. I'll say this though: that cover that I don't like, it's got really good colors. It it, it it's it's hard to get past with the little teen romance. I just feel like if I brought that yeah. home, my wife would be like, "What is this? Like, what's wrong with you? Let's like, what you are you checked out? <laughs> like, what what kind of comic books are you getting into today, honey? Hmm? <laughs> oh, kinky. <laughs> we'll take that to the bedroom." Um. Yeah, dude. But uh, what do we got? We got a future EXO book coming out, and then we got gonna have Harbinger too. So those we got EXO eight coming out, right? EXO eight, I think. Um. Yeah, I have almost over, almost over, and then we got Shadow Man in January. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so excited! So excited for Shadow Man, and like you know, like I was saying, I said in the chat. Um, cause someone had said they'd only really read like this issue and, um, and maybe quantum and Woody. And it's like the new shadow man's awesome. And, uh, it's a baggage free relaunch. Shadowman just gets right to work, kicking ass on the d- dead side. I highly recommend it. If you're not reading it, pick it up. I feel like if you're listening to us, you're reading everything that they put out anyway. But like, still, if, if there's that offbeat chance that you haven't picked it up, do so you're, you're, you're missing out. Yeah, check awesome, out that new awesome book. That new Shadow Man's good, and it's going to lead into some really cool things. Um, and, and and I do have to say, it's you know the vibe and the feel is leaning upwards. Um, just you know, hopefully, like Harbinger's fo- follows up with some good stuff coming soon, um, and then they can keep that that direction moving forward. Um, get read and restart some of the books that have came and gone in the last couple in the last year or so and kind of you know to a degree move forward um 
we've talked about we'd love to see Abnet back on some Rye because I thought Rye was an absolute great book and the uh, hardcover's coming soon for that. I think it's on pre-order right now. Yeah. Um. So that one includes the Fallen World too. So that's actually a pretty decent run when you add the four issue Fallen World. I believe it was like an eight ish, ten issue Rye. So it is. Um, it's five issues of Fallen World, ten five. issues of Rye, and Rafer's um, History Zero. of the Night Universe one shot. So, which, if, you, if you just read Valiant, is like the most worthless book. And I hate to bash on Rafer, he's a great guy. But I remember reading that book and just being like, I read all these books. Yeah. I have all of them. It this was almost, it was book. like, here, here, read Valiant. Here, here's the catch up, and you could be getting the universe, which was good. It summarized it all quick in one little book. So that is a good spot to like, if you're like, oh, what is this? Here you go, read this, and you'll kind of get a little bit of an idea. It was, but it was probably about just about as useful as Comic Storian's little four page of uh, Bloodshot. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Um, the chat's funny tonight. That's all I want to say. <laughs> the funny things in the chat. <laughs> uh, but hey, big thanks to everybody for showing up. Uh, big thanks to Sean, we, we, uh, Scott Bloom, Rashawn, Token. Um, I don't think I missed anyone else, but you know, everybody, um, thank you. You know, because it, it just does make it does make it a lot more fun for us. You know, like, you feed off of what you guys uh, write a little bit, so it's like it's good to see it. You know. Yep. Yeah, and uh, you know, let us know what you guys thought of the score. I know, I think I saw Scott put in and gave it a four. You know, if you guys have read this book, what are you thinking? Put that in the chat too, uh, after the fact here. And um, yeah, tune in uh, for episode two hundred coming up next. Are we going to talk books? We don't know. We don't really know what we're going to do yet. Um, but yeah, the next episode is the big, the big one. The big two hundred. The big two hundred. Now, now I feel like it's okay if you say big because it's like two hundred. Yeah. Like, you know. Now it's like everything. I won't even say it. I'll just be like, it's just two hundred. Who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> I don't know anything about giveaways or anything like that yet. Um, we'll we'll see what we can dig up. You know. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll take whatever you guys want to give us, though. Uh, yeah, we'd appreciate it. All the thanks. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Like you know, like um. Like the metal covers, like I, I was blown away by it because mm -hmm. we don't we don't answer anything, you know. And uh, the fact that they they sent those to us, I was like, "Holy shit!" Are you? Yeah, kidding? that's cool. Huge thanks to that. I was surprised. Yeah. And then that but, cool little standee right behind you, man. So. Oh yeah, you know, like except mine, it's it, I've got stuff behind it to keep it up because it will not stay up. That's okay. It's not a big deal. Um, but it's fun. a little blue pill. It's a bit funny. Up. What? I said, give it a little blue pill. It'll stay up all night long. A little blue, a little blue chew. <laughs> <laughs> Have a little blue pill. It'll stay up. It'll Don't stay worry. up for like four hours. Um, yeah. <laughs> Call um, a doctor if it's any longer. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you know, we, we do these shows for fun. You know, we're all just such fans. You know, if Eric was here, God damn it, Eric, damn uh, it. he would echo that sentiment. You know, like, we, we do this because it's fun. So like, even if we got nothing, it would be, it'd be okay because we like it. But it's nice to be appreciated. So. Yep. And Speaking of we, appreciation, I appreciate you. Appreciate oh, everybody I, else that got on today. Yeah, I appreciate you too. I appreciate everything that Hoosier uh, does. Like he really did polish this uh, show up a lot, you know. Polish the turd. Yeah, and like, and we appreciate everybody who who takes the time to listen to us and watch <laughs> us. So you know, like I said, we'll see what we can do as far as some giveaways go, because um, 
I like to mail stuff off. So <laughs> love it. I've got boxes of stuff to get rid of, though, like single issues. <laughs> it's gonna happen. So <laughs> yeah. just do it. All right. Well, until next time, follow us on Facebook. Um, make sure you're on here. Hit the bell so you can uh, get subscribe our wherever the thing is. Yep. Subscribe somewhere down there. Yep. Yep. Watch old videos. Do cool stuff. You guys. You guys are cool. Yep. yep. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Stay by.